millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Now, this is the bit where Royfield will edit in the Dumpty Dum. Thank you, Royfield. <laughs> yes, thank you, Royfield, for editing in that Dumpty Dum. And this is... Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that is centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the womb with a view that is Robert Wilson, and with me I have the addled egg that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of the Brexit exit, folks, is you. I had to be very careful saying that. This week's Dumpty Dum is from whoever Royfield decides to put in, as we've, always po- as we've already pointed out. Lucy, if someone wants to send us a Dumpty Dum, how can they do that? If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction or discover a store of cider that apparently never, ever runs out, <laughs> then call us on 0203 031 3105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Uh, thank you to Cosmo for his podcast roundups of doing the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices, Mike Hatton for his character counts, and to Derek, as always, for the loan in the back bedroom. Uh, we've not seen Derek all week, as he's been playing with his new sex robot. He couldn't oh. afford one of the really amazing, realistic Japanese ones, so he just put a wig on Alexa. Oh, my God. You can't clean that mesh on the front very easily. <laughs> as far as I'm... Not that I would know, obviously. <laughs> you've been talking to Derek, We're... haven't you? Yeah, and be careful you don't bruise your pubis on it. That's all I can say. (laughs) On this week's episode, we hear views from... You've got a bruise piss now, haven't you? Oh. (laughs) A bruise. Oh, God, me and my big bloody mouth. This week's episode, we hear views from Jenny Darling, who's hearing classic Kate. Vicky Cole, who's gone right off Brian, haven't we all? Jane, who's lording it over Lucy. That's just not right. And (laughs) Mrs. Utree who staggered at Kefir. But first, let's brace ourselves for Lucy V. Freeman's Week in Ambridge. What do you get the man who has everything? Well, Brian wants a new agronomist, for starters. (laughs) He wants to use a new company called Hardy's. Well, I haven't heard of them, said Jennifer. Oh, Jenny, darling, really? You research agronomists in the Borchester area, do you, in between staring at Bowden ironing board covers in Underwoods? Anyway, guess what? 
Adam doesn't like the new agronomists. Well, there's a shock. I'm not going to roll over and let you do it, he said to Brian with his usual throbbing intensity. I've been doing that with Ian for months now and I'm still not pregnant. (laughs) And what do you get? The woman who has everything. Goat clippers. Pat tried valiantly to pretend she was actually going to use them on the goats rather than on her bikini line and Tony's nasal hair. Not in that order, ideally. (laughs) On a happier note, Brian has had his photo from Cravats Today enlarged and wants to put it up somewhere. Adam's got a few ideas. Although Brian later described Adam's propaganda as being green and flaky. Where's Dr Locke when you need him? Actually, where is Dr Locke? Trapped on the wheel arch of the car that flattened Mattened. (laughs) Why don't you tell your grandma about the Toblerone, said Pip to Ruth. Tell her that, no, said Ruth to Pip, tell her that you're up the clangour by the man she hates more than anyone else on the entire planet. Go on, do it just before dinner so we can all watch our heads swivel round like the girl in The Exorcist. (laughs) It'll be fun! Anyway, Jill was delighted. She screamed and ran away, then had a chat with the world's most unlikely champion of the unmarried mother, Peggy, and came back all sweetness and light. Peggy said, do you remember when Jennifer got up the clangor and I didn't even know who the father was as she spent more time in hedges than Will Grundy's dog? And that turned out all right, didn't it? I mean, I ended up with Adam as a grandson, so from that respect, things could have gone better, but you know. So Jill returned to Brooker's and couldn't have been happier unless Pip had, Pip had stoved her head in with a pickaxe. Then, ever anxious to be in at the kill, Helen popped in on Pip. Now, at this point, dear listener... I was having to breathe extremely slowly and deliberately to avoid going entirely berserk, throwing my radio (laughs) through the window and jumping on the bits. And why? Because of the following scene. Helen, fluting to Pip when she asked how on earth she was going to keep working with a child. Well, if I can do it, so can you. What bloody planet are these people on? What bloody planet are the scriptwriters on? More to the point. If any... Of the working mothers I know had been working within a family business with a keen grandmother half a mile up the road, able to take as much maternity leave as they liked without having to have a sleepless night every time the child was ill, wondering how they were going to break it to their employer that, yes, they're sorry, but they're not going to be in again, and then suffer the subsequent lack of promotion, etc., they would have been on cloud sodding nine. (laughs) To hear Helen talk, you'd think she'd raised Henry out in the paddy fields with him strapped to her back. And Pip knows perfectly well she'll have an army of relatives, including Hootie, just desperate to look after the Toblerone. And even if everyone was busy, she can afford childcare. So let's stop this oh brave little me bit, shall we? Thank you. I'm sorry, everyone, but I needed to say that. (sighs) David went to the bull for a contemplative pint, which was ruined by Kenton, who couldn't wait to have a riot taking the piss out of Grandad Dave. David then trundled off in what sounded like a clown car to go and see Toby at Hollow Tree to talk about his triangular chocolate offspring. Don't go in there with a gun in your hand, said Ruth. So he went in there waving his willy about instead and shouting, <laughs> get off my land and my daughter. Lexi made stew and bonitza for Roy, but all he wanted to talk about was eggs. Fried, scrambled or incubated in my womb, asked Lexi. Roy handled it in his customary mature fashion by throwing his toys all over Gay Grables. Basically, he said to Ian, Look, you stick to your bum sex and leave my girlfriend's bits and pieces alone because they're mine. Roy Tucker, hashtag me too. Anyway, much to Roy's alarm, it looks like Lexi might actually be contemplating Airbnb being her uterus. Thank God for the end of the kefir. 
It came, it kefirred, it completely failed to conquer, and it's completely sodded off again. Unless they're going to try goat kefir, with or without pube trimmings. The end. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, what a way to start my new year on Junkie Gun. <laughs> How many mentions of anal sex were there in there? Loads. That's what I mean. I couldn't Good. think of anything at all, really, to put for my funny name thing on the exit. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, God, I am so annoyed by the arch. Everyone seems to be really peed off. I know. It. Even Kerry Warbis, long-term listener, is saying, that's it, I've had enough, I can't stand it anymore. And everyone thought the Robin Helen story was annoying. But, yeah. But little Toblerone, and then there's the, uh, the Lexi Roy... And uh, can you have a love quadrangle? Well, it's always worth a try, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> uh, with Adam and Ian. And the, oh, it's, mm. oh. and are we going to have to... Obviously, we don't have to, but are we going to have to spend the next nine months mm. plus going on about yeah. babies and then yeah. Yeah. the next three or four years going on yeah. about them? Yeah. I know. Can I, I also I hope, say... I hope Ro- Rob comes back and abducts the fucking lot of them. <laughs> Kills them all. Um, <laughs> yeah. You can I say just something? say, I noted a few. Now, I don't normally do this because by and large, I think the writing on the archers is cracking. Mm. Um, and but there are there have been in the last week some bits that just actually made me cringe. They made yeah. my stomach go funny. Yeah. And it's not because I write stuff. It is because it's not in character. Mm. It's not. It doesn't match up. And I noted some of them down. I was listening today. Okay, go on. Um, for a start, Pip said to Helen, oh, she, no, Pip said about Helen to Ruth, oh, she's so in tune with me. Now, that yeah. is the most un... This, this is a 24-year-old farmer's daughter. Yeah. Who also has expressed no interest at all in having a child or anything, but we'll leave that that glaring plot shithole to one side. Yeah. But, um it just sounded so wrong. It was like a klaxon going off. Yeah, and they come That's from... That's the kind of thing Kate would say, not Pip would say. Yeah, and they come from opposing ethoses about agriculture as well, really, don't yep. they? Yep, yep, yep. Then we had uh, Helen saying to Ruth, you can do this, which is a kind of um, uh, one of those things that they say on American chat shows, which yeah. is also completely on, on Helen... And then Ruth's, and then Pip said to David, let me tell you where my head is. Yeah. Again, unless she's been watching, you know, what's that um, Judge Judy or one of those bloody confessional American shows where, you know, Cameron Diaz comes on and talks about steaming her fanny or something. Then that's what, <laughs> that's where they tell you, I tell you where my head is. I'm in a really good place at the moment. You know, it's all that rubbish. They don't talk like that. Why have they started doing it in the last week? I don't know. It see, really, I really that. feels as if we are treading water mm. like mad. And c- we shouldn't be, considering the amount of massive storylines there are going on. It's like it's become all about the storyline and not about how the, char- we de- how the characters are dealing with yeah. it at all. Mm. Because I, I remember fallow periods, so, uh, so to speak, in the Archers, where you know, there wasn't a big, juicy plot line going on, but it was just about... The people. way people handled it and the way yeah. they spoke to each other. And yeah, yeah. There isn't much of that, is there? It's... No. I mean, the only saving grace for this week was that Shula was in Norway. That was it. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, God. But we can't have two babies, can we? Well, apparently we can. You think? Oh, fuck. I mean, I'm not even sure. Mm-hmm. See, I have friends who have... Um, who have adopted a baby in utero. They're, they're based in L.A. Yeah. And the rules are slightly or very different there, but you're not allowed to pay the woman as you are no. here. You pay expenses and everything, but the expenses are fairly whopping. Yeah. And the expenses in their case included buying her a house and a car. Okay. Um, now, but there were big big rules about where she was allowed she wasn't allowed to cross state lines when mm. she was pregnant with their with what would be their child yeah in case she did a runner so how lexi is proposing to go back to bulgaria yeah with, and with then someone fly else's back egg in and again, someone else's yeah, semen and fly back in again with no job because by then she won't have the job mm. you know she'll fly back pregnant and you're not. They get funny about you flying yeah, after and a certain. Can you imagine of weeks a, a, a Bulgarian, pregnant Bulgarian, trying to get back into Gatwick? Nigel Farage exactly. will be there at customs. Yeah, shooing her <laughs> away. His hands with glee, and saying, "Oh no, it's all right. It's not my baby. It's for someone else." <laughs> you know. Oh, that sounds terrific. Come in. And the other thing about so Lexi, she's had this job two or three months. Maybe I've mentioned this before. Why the hell did they give her the job if they knew she was staying for two or three months? This was just announced. We thought she was here for the duration. No, no, no. I remember it being a short-term contract, but I can't remember oh. why. Somebody's off for some for some reason. I don't remember what though. It's oh, not so, maternity leave because that would so, have been another sodding baby, wouldn't it? So someone was off. I thought someone resigned and then they gave the job to that useless chap, whatever he was, who threw all his toys out of the pram or maybe they're tr- maybe at the same time they're trying to recruit somebody long term i don't know but i know she I, I remember her saying to roy it i remember roy and her discussing it and saying it will only be for a few months but at least it'll mean we'll be together blah 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 okay okay so that's it's engineered to to uh, yeah to keep her here just long enough to be inseminated yeah, yeah. oh god oh. sorry what world are we living in i don't know <sighs> but i don't like it i certainly no, I don't, don't like it Oh, God. I bet all the calls are about this as well, aren't they? I hope the calls cheer me up. Usually the calls do cheer me up. And I note mm. that we have some, some people who haven't called in for a while, especially my yes. my near neighbour who lives at the top end of Oxfordshire, so um, Mrs. Utree. So I'm looking forward ah. to that. Speaking of the calls, should we uh, mm. delve? Yes, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's have a little delve. ferret. Hello, Ambridge3962. Who's first? Uh, Jenny, darling. All right, Jenny, darling. Happy New Year, Dumpty Dummers. Jenny, darling here, just checking in to say I've just listened to Thursday's episode and Kate's outburst about Nolly was absolutely (laughs) classic, Kate. I loved it. The writers are writing her so well at the moment. I had to go back and listen again. Um, I agree, I perhaps judged uh, Nolly Tando too quickly. She's totally got the measure of Kate and their relationship is is just fantastic to listen to. And I think Kate's voice is becoming more and more Shambridge than Kate. Um, <laughs> but I absolutely loved Thursday's episode. Everything about it was was fantastic. Um, hope you're all well. Speak to you soon. Yeah, I'm, I am enjoying that. I hope that Nolly Tando 
stays on. They can't ship her back, can they? They've, they've got to engineer some reason to keep her here. Yeah. Well, probably yeah. a prison sentence. And... <laughs> for being implicated in drugs dealing. Who knows? Oh, I don't know. She could probably get inseminated by somebody and just hang around and then we'll have more oh, babies. Oh, no. Not another one. I think... What I liked as well was Brian's just absolutely oh, transparent, yes. you know. Oh, you, I, no, actually, I think you've done a really good job, Kate. And, da, da, da. and by the way, will you be on my <laughs> no. side? And she's so, so gullible. It's like any little bit of approval. And she's like, oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> yes, OK. Yes, I can completely see why you'd want me, you know. <laughs> I have my first note written with a Sharpie is Brian is a shit. Because I just yeah. thought, oh, my God. <laughs> That is, oh. He really kind of, he's gone from, but actually we need to play Vicky Cole now because she's got similar things to say. Okay, let's play Vicky. Oh, my mouse has died. Damn, damn, Come damn. Come back, mousey. Damn, 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 damn. Hang on there, folks. It's Oh, there we are. Oh, <sighs> sorry about that, Vicky. Hello to the whole Dumpty Dum team and Dumpty Dummers all around the world. Happy New Year to you all. Um, sorry I haven't called in for a while, but we had a lot of family visiting over Christmas and the New Year, but they've all gone now and I've caught up. So here we go. I have a couple of things to say. I can't quite work out where I stand on the Lexi surrogacy story. On one hand, what an amazing thing to do for people who are desperate to have a baby. I can't think of a greater, kinder gift. Um, and there's some very interesting stuff on the forum. But on the other hand, it's going to become a very messy, complicated storyline and poor Roy... I don't know. And I have great reservations about Adam, particularly as a parent, but we'll see where that goes. But what I really wanted to say was, what have they done with Brian? He has turned into a complete smug git. I can't bear it. I used to like Brian. But ever since this Borsitcher Businessman of the Year, bollocks, he's now <laughs> just smug and showing off, aided and abetted by Jenny. Uh, all that buying of extra copies of the newspaper for members of the family yeah. who might not possibly have seen it and the framing of the photograph and, oh, did I tell you I've been a voted Borsuch of Businessman of the Year? It's driving me mad. I hope there's a suitable come down, really. Um, maybe Justin will release the fact that he was chosen first and turned it down or was that right? Something like that. Um, also, this business with the agronomist is annoying me. I don't really know what an agronomist is. But this is a bit childish between Brian and Adam, isn't it? So I've got all the mm -hmm. votes. No, you've got all the votes. I've got the vote. All very childish. Um, surely they need to get the agronomist in to do a presentation to the whole family before they can make a decision. Anyway, that's my little rant. I will try and call in a bit more often now. Love to everyone. Bye. 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 Yeah, Brian's uh, smugness has been really irritating. I mean, who gives a toss about Borsetshire <laughs> Businessman of the Year. It's just meaningless. But that's the kind of thing that would float his veritable boat, I suppose. But you know, you know I have a soft spot for, for Brian I that's do about too. the size of the Isle of Wight. Yeah, I yes. do too. Which is why I'm so disappointed. But, yeah, the thing, it, the thing we, you always have to remember with Brian is that for a while now we've had lovely, funny, old avuncular Brian yeah. where he's just been teasing, teasing, teasing Lillian, teasing Kate, mm. teasing Nolly, you know, sort of being gently sarcastic with Jenny who's always too busy and thick to realise and all that sort of stuff. But he is a very aggressive businessman yep. or he wouldn't be 
where he is now. He's also got an entire tribe of family completely dependent on him. Mm. And no one, all everyone ever does is moan at him. No one ever says, thanks, Dad, for the free house yeah. and for allowing me to... Thanks, Brian, for letting me move in and out of your house willy-nilly every time my relationships crack up and, you know, fly me backwards and forwards from South Africa and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Jenny just uses him like a sort of a cash machine. And... Um, you know, I think so. When when he does win something, however pathetic it is, and I like the way it would, the, the alliteration of Borsetshire was it Borsetshire businessman, Borsetshire businessman of the year, bollocks, <laughs> was. You know, I think it does go to his head a little mm. bit. You know, because he must sometimes think, if he was real, um, you know, <laughs> what, what the hell am I doing all this for? You know, what's, what's the point? I could be on a desert island somewhere, but no, I'm here because Adam needs someone to shout at and Kate needs someone to rant at and Jenny needs someone to pay her credit card bills and Lillian needs somewhere to live in a white wine fridge. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's sort of, and then he's got Debbie as well in in Hungary. And it, it's sort of like this this tribe of people. He's made himself the big silverback and dominated everything and now he's sort of a bit stuck i think and you have to also remember that just because he's sort of uh, unchained himself from the lunatic in the last couple of years he was a phenomenal shagger <laughs> shagger and um you know it, 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 it's kind of not and and to be that that level of shaggery does require a massive ego and a massive lot of other things but i think that's probably <laughs> why he's kind of um you know at the sort of adopting his, his you know it's kind of we've lost the avuncular brian but we've got the real this is the real brian really and everyone's going oh i don't like it i like it when he was all cozy and funny and then he was just like jimus with money really mm. wasn't he yeah but we this this has all been signposted or we were given we were given um the route map weren't we uh after robin helen uh that, that's plot line yeah came to an end and it was mentioned in the papers that the next thing they're going to concentrate on is a big division in in yeah. home farm yeah well that was the inheritance mm. they said it's going to be an inheritance um, well that hasn't happened though, uh, has storyline no but rory is not of age oh, yet yeah. and he is also mute currently voiced by ruth when he when he regains the power of speech and emerges from his cocoon as a fully fledged grumpy sixteen year old. That's when it, that will all kick off. I think. I don't think we're far no, off that yet. No, he must be what fourteen, something like that. I think. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Mm. It's uh, this. Yeah, the agronomist thing was. I, I think she's quite right. Is you don't just say, "Oh, let's yeah. change your agronomist." I mean, I don't know how much how much more yeah. you chuck in their in their general direction, but it must be. A, tens of thousands a year for a big operation like that well i tell you what i mean they say the archers doesn't educate but with them getting a new agronomist i have looked at mine and thought that is looking a bit battered now and i really should get a new one so i'm also going to invest because of well sadly i don't have a field to plow so i don't need an agronomist you've bruised your agronomist yes i very definitely have Yeah, yeah, I, and that I think I'm going to have to leave it fallow for a while. <laughs> Goodness me! Well, trouble is stirring there. Let it have a herbal oh. lay. <laughs> <coughs> yes, oh, that's dear. the Christmas cold coming up. 
Nurse, he's out oh, of bed yeah. again. Should we go to yeah. <laughs> Should we go to yes, Jane? Before I pull now. my drip out. Hi there, Jane here. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is my second time of calling in. First time was back, I think, in October or November last year when I called in to say I had had an epiphany about the uh, Ian and Adam baby. I said I predicted that Lexi was going to volunteer to carry that baby. Lucy, I think your exact reaction was, are you crazy? <laughs> Certainly, you thought I was barking up. Sorry, tree. So I just wanted to call in to say just very, very simply, I told you so. Um, not sure it's going to come to fruition. Not sure it's going to go all the way. There's obviously going to be a few obstacles. Uh, but I just wanted to say I called it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I'm glad to see, Jane, that you're taking that yes. with dignity and that you're not rubbing yeah. my nose in it there's, at all. That's there's a really lot to be said for that level of magnanim- magnanimity, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know that? <coughs> well, do you start? This is the second. I know. <clears throat> we sound like the end bed in a TV board. Um, this is um, this is the second time in a week that I've been somewhat startled by um, Dumpty Dum listeners because right. yesterday, as you were involved in this oh, well, shenanigans, I think, Robert, yes. you were definitely. Yes, we had, uh, headed up, as is often the case, by yeah. Auntie Jean, who was clearly a bit bored and decided to just stir up some <laughs> shit on Twitter, decided to, um, that as a, as a, as a, as a, as a cult, we should, um, we should reenact mm. the crown, and she duly allotted parts yeah. to everybody. I was rather pleased with mine. And I think you, what did you Anthony end up Armstrong being? Jones. Oh, that's right, because you were going to be Mountbatten before you realised you'd get blown up in a boat, and then it sort of lost its. Well, I think Royfield wanted me to be a bloody butler. We can go swing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. She said, what about Lucy? And about 58 people all tweeted at once. <laughs> Princess Margaret, obviously. And I thought, oh, thank you. She's the most reviled character in the whole series. She's utterly, utterly snobbish and dreadful. And quite frankly, it's typecasting. So thank <laughs> you very much. That would mean I'd have to marry you. So. Oh, God. Back to those Dutch Oh, crikey, yes. Well, <laughs> mm, <probably>. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Yes, but uh, does everyone out there know what the crown is, uh, or who these people we're talking about are? But anyway, so I, uh, so I, yes, 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 because Royfield did his little twenty-minute diatribe. Oh, with last the week, of course he did. Yes, about it last week, which is why yeah. I then took to uh, the idea of, well, yes, I will, I will watch the crown. And you know what? I watched all twenty episodes last week. My eyes are square. My ass is flat, and uh, I now. <laughs> And you've got a bruised, I've got a bruised pubis. pubis, and uh, I can't wait for series three. <laughs> and there's... It's not a good program unless you end up with a bruised pubis. Can we just say, in case Royfield chases this bit out, chucks this bit out, uh, Robert has actually he had a bike accident and has actually damaged his bits, namely his pubic <laughs> bits, and they're all bruised and they're they're all they're well, all bruised and, and funny no on one side. But he declared that he doesn't need the left one. There's no so it bruise. There's just swelling in the general area. Anyway. Okay. You, you didn't know I called For it most my men general, think that did was you? A good thing. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, because he always stands to attention. Shall we? <laughs> Go 
go to Mrs. Yes, Utree. Yes, move on. Quickly. Yes, hello, this is Mrs. Utree here on the Oxfordshire Northamptonshire borders. Second time caller in era. Um, I wanted to make a comment about Tom and the enterprise known as Kefir. Um, I find it astounding that um, a uh, person can actually be so invested in, in terms of working with this organization, Nuffield, and then makes a one person makes a judgment on the brand and a tasting in, in the Ambridge tea room, basically puts the nail in the coffin for what could be a very good business. Um, Basic Ambridge is not the market for kefir. Ambridge is not the market for kimchi. Nope. Ambridge is not the market for sauerkraut. <laughs> Has he heard of Whole Foods? Has he heard of Planet Organic? He's barking up the wrong tree. Anyway, not sure if this will make it into um, Dumpty Dum this week because um, I'm a little late to uh, getting around to recording it. But uh, me for one would say don't ditch kefir just to ditch the audience that you're marketing it to at the moment. I'd, yeah, Absolutely. but ditch it as a bloody storyline because it's getting right on my uh, proverbial. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I've seen it in Sainsbury's, so, yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to sell it, but I think she's right. You're not going to be able to pump it out in a rural setting. Yeah, but you've seen it in Sainsbury's in yeah. Oxford. Yeah, but a rough, a rough part of Oxford. And I've seen it, and I, 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 I drink it, but I've, I, I, I buy it Waitrose. from um, right. Sainsbury's in in East London. So, you know, it's. It, but you're to, when you're talking about in a in a kind of a fair. Where would it? Borchester. My mum said she's seen it in the in the Sainsbury's in Market Harbour. Really. So it's clearly well, got that's there. That's the posh Midlands Market Harbour, isn't it? Mm. Sort of. Yeah, it is. I'm not sure about. They probably wouldn't put it in the Kettering Saints, oh, no. I shouldn't think. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm getting a bit niche now. But um, I think I think you're absolutely right, Jane. Uh, and I also think, not Jane, Mrs. Utree, and I also think that uh, it's another example of the scriptwriters not having a sodding clue, some of them, or th- th- just, just sense being sacrificed for the speediness of a storyline, in that, it's another business to you know it's it, let's let's take on this new firm of agronomists without actually meeting them or having them present anything mm. or whatever we'll just do it and let's bin an entire line based on um market research done by seven cross people in the shop with by susan you know it's and the fact that no one's buying it well they could not be buying it because you're not marketing it right and it could be in the wrong audience and it could be in the wrong place and it could be at the wrong time and it could be in the wrong place rather than just going right mm. that's it no you know, it doesn't. You you try a lot of things before you bin it, unless you're a massive supermarket. When you're a supermarket, then you do what Helen did, which is why Tom said you're as bad as the supermarkets when he was talking to Helen. But you know, after all that investment, you wouldn't just chuck it. You'd give it another go somewhere. Yeah, I guess. And it's just they kind of write business a bit, but they're good at big business. I th- oh no, actually no, they're not. They're good but they don't at have to go into business. as much detail when it's big business, do they? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they could talk about Brian and Brian just goes, rah, rah, the yields aren't very good. And we all go, oh, dear, mm, that sounds nasty. Yes, not very good yields. And none of us really know what the hell he's on about. But that doesn't matter because it's Brian and no one's, you know, we're not, no one's really going to be affected because he's got pots of money. But little businesses, and when you're talking about how yeah. you market as a small business, they seem to be a bit, a bit, kind of 
slapdash in the way they handle it. But isn't that because it's really dull to go into the minutiae of business? (laughs) And you don't want to... Well, it's not minutiae. It's just... It's just this sudden yeah. plug pulling. Okay. And that is a broader overview, isn't it? You know. But he always yeah. was going into fermentation, fermented foods rather than... And kefir was the first one he tried. <laughs> I thought you meant Tom was just slowly fermenting. I think he is. probably is. <laughs> he's not... He's not. What I was going to say, he's, he's been without a lady for quite a while now, so he probably is fermenting oh, away yes, in boy. the Trizer area. Oh dear, poor Tom. Where where is? Oh dear, yeah. Well, he's like you said, he's going to go to sauerkraut and and kimchi and I don't know, but but you're not going to sell that yeah. in the Ambridge Tea Room, are you? No, exactly. Well, that's what she was saying. It's the wrong market for that as well. Yeah. Oh God. Well, when they still had their shop in Borchester, in uh, Borchester, yeah. in Borchester, that would have made more sense, yeah. Yeah. wouldn't it? Okay. Or selling it there. Could you sell it online? I don't know. Mail order? Who knows? Yes. Oh, it's very good. You should get in touch with them. Oh, build a web- they need to build a mm. website, don't they? With, with, with so- I don't know, cabbage on it or whatever. And Pip can do their bloody social media and then she can lecture us about it for 15 minutes for no apparent reason <laughs> like she did before. <laughs> ah, well, I think that's... In yes. between giving oh, birth. Oh, oh, we, I thought we, we had five minutes without Pip's bloody baby there for a minute. Sorry. I'd forgotten about it. Right, yeah. that's the end of the caller. There is no Witherspoon this week. I could have, I no. could have done with his sage insights into uh, Jill's response. I thought... Maybe he's sulking at the casting. What, what role did he get? He did point out that the only role available to him... <laughs> As an um, as an American was Wallace Simpson, which he felt would be a bit of a struggle. <laughs> oh dear! No, I think he could pull it off, though. He'd need a shave. I think he could. I was going to say he mm, might need to I lose a beard. You can, <laughs> which is much as much the same as what Edward said. I think. <laughs> Terrible old Nazi he was. Should we have the adverts now? He was. Oh yes. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Look what free speech has gotten you, right? And, and if free speech is going to bring a Hitler to power, are you still going to defend the rights of those people to speak? If you talk about the things that affect your daily life. The secret to being a good actor. I don't really care, actually, whether Britain remains Britain. His dad was actually murdered in front of him. Marine Le Pen has changed the Pont National. If it's like kind of like a documentary investigative reporting serialized true crime, it often gets into questions about the justice system or the media. In an uncertain world, there's always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to vote. Good question. Really good question. Now, now, let's sit back for some social with our veteran social specialist, Mr Yokel Bear. Hello, Dumpty Dum. It's Yokel Bear here with the social media roundup for the week. Going to launch straight in because I've got quite a lot to say this week. Um... On the forum, um, there is a really big post, a really good post, um, by Fiona Siobhan-Powell that's got quite a few comments attached to it um, about surrogacy and maybe the Lexi thing and what have you. Um, It's a really good post. It's too long to read out, but it's a really good kind of overview of kind of what the surrogacy might mean, how it might kind of pan out and stuff like that. Um, Miss Mid-City's got a view, though. Um, On that post, she's Applied, um, that she thinks the surrogacy, if it happens, will all be fairly neat and tidy, medically and emotionally, with no worries about the legal minefield they're wading through. And what we'll end up with is a gurgling baby who becomes a silent child before becoming a rebellious teen, a playmate for baby Giddy Jack and Pip's as yet unborn offspring. I think you might be that right there if it happens. But we were kind of looking at, you know, on, on the Facebook, we were talking about, was Roy right to be angry with Ian about um, you know, asking Lexi, Jess Icarus said, I have no idea because I had to hit the pause button at the point where Ian was starting to talk to Lexi because I was cringing so much and I haven't been able to listen since. <laughs> yeah, I think Ian has been incredibly cringy. I totally get that he is desperate for a child, but there were moments where I was just like, oh, God. Um, but anyway, um, Guy Labbrook says we should take a more general um, um, view of Roy, which is everyone should be angry with him. Whereas Jed Robinson disagreed and said, no, what business is it of Roy's what Lexi does with a body? Um, yeah, I kind of get that, but I yeah. kind of get where Roy's coming from as well. I'm like Brian. I've got a natural instinct, instinct to see both sides of the arguments. Um, <laughs> also as well, uh, Meg Edge Goose Cubbly said, um, ordinarily I would say no, but he had my sympathy simply because he is the first person to hint at the exploitative nature of surrogacy, which in my humble opinion is long overdue. Yeah, I think there's there's aspects of that that really need to be kind of um um uh, you know explored. I think this actually, you know, I'm I'm unsure about the storyline, but if done well, I think it could be an interesting road to go down. So I don't know, draw us out with me. However, Sally Newey, I think you might be my poster of the week, Sally, because you said, I'm bored of this storyline. So skip it now and hope Charlie Thomas reappears to cause angst between Ian and Adam. Oh, yeah. Yes, I am with you, Sally. We want Charlie <laughs> <Yes>. Thomas. <laughs> um, 
also as well, we were talking about was Tumble Tussock being used by Lexi to soften Roy up? Now, I've got a bit of theory about Tumble Tussock. I think there's a whole alternative economy going on in Ambridge now. And, you know, I think that um, Tumble Tussock is rapidly becoming the Bitcoin of, um, of Borsetshire. <laughs> um, but Sarah Passingham... Um, so do you think Roy will decide that if it's Le- if Lex is going to have a baby, he'll want it to be his baby, marriage, home, baby and the works? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, what is it with all these baby stories, storylines? Well, I don't know, Sarah. Maybe spring's yep. coming. Maybe the sap's rising. Um, maybe everyone's getting a little bit frisky. I don't know. Um, however... Paul Taylor said he thinks this storyline is actually much better than he thought it was uh, and points out that the fact that in 2018 you can have access to all kinds of information from your laptop and phone is um, amazing. And I think, yeah, I think I think the fact that Lexi was doing research is kind of bodes well for this. She's going into this with her eyes open if she does go into it. Um However, Quentin Bennett simply said on um, was Lexi softening him up, softening him up or hardening up? Um, I don't know. I think that's just a big single in Tondra there, isn't it? So, um, but we also <laughs> talked about Pip. We also talked about Pip and David. God, we couldn't avoid it, could we? You know, how are they going to feel when, you know, about everything? But also about the fact that Elizabeth knew about it before them. Um on that, I think Hannah, Hannah, uh, sorry, Hannah May said, Lizzie can just say, and what were you doing on that roof? And that closes that conversation. <laughs> um, also as well, um, who else? Who else? Oh, yes, Rupert Brun. Oh, my God, Rupert, you put an image in my head this week that I don't want there. He said, I'm looking forward to the scene in the cow shed with Pip mooing as she strains to give birth to the Toby spawn. Oh, David will save the day by tying a rope around its hooves and pulling. Yes, thank you for that, <laughs> Rupert. Oh, I, I struggled to get that out of my head. But I think the best bit of this whole story was um, waiting for Hootie Jill to find out, and I was not disappointed. Um, you know, it's it was just great, because she thinks it's the curse of the Fair Brothers revisiting them. Um, I mean, I think on that, um, you know, quite a few people were saying about, um, you know, a little bit disappointed with that. A few people posted about she got over it in one day and we're expecting more. Yeah, I kind of was as well. We've also got a post about whether um, Toby will leave. Um, so go and have a look at that. Um, I personally think he's going to stick around. Um, now, there is also a, getting serious now, there is also a post on the forum by Purple Pumpkin called Recycled Storylines. Um, and I think this is worth reading um, because it's about kind of how the, um, you know, we seem to be just recycling some of the storylines. It's all kind of familiar from previous things. I think that's a little bit right. And also it got me thinking about um, where we're at because I think there's been some criticisms, certainly on the social medias, about the show right now. And I think we're in a bit of a kind of a down period. Now, I want to make it absolutely clear. I am not I am not saying there is anything wrong with the, what the scriptwriters are doing. Scriptwriters are doing what they're doing brilliantly. Um, but I think the material they're working with, I'm not quite sure where some things are going. I'm not quite sure 
where we're yeah. at and there seems to be a lot of storylines that pop up and then just exactly. get kind of nixed and, and I'm not sure where things yep. are going long term I don't know I don't know how other people feel about this but I feel this is a bit of a kind of fuzzy period shall we say um, but basically um, you know that's that's just I just wonder what people thought on that maybe a new editor I, I don't know I don't know anyway I'm just going to finish by um, saying um, the best bit of the week for me was the end of Kafir. Yay, the Kabir's gone. So we've also got a thread about that on Facebook. So go and have a look at that if you want. I think the general consensus is, is yes, thank God that story died. But, you know, maybe it will come back in a different form or a different yoghurt or a different product. I don't know. Anyway, that's the social media roundup for the week. Um, so go and visit us on the forum. Go and have a look at us on the uh, on the book of face. Um, join in. Tell us what you think about things. That's me done for the week. You've got Millie Bell next week for the social media roundup. Bye. Bye. Thanks very much. That was a good one this week. Bye. <laughs> It was, yes. It was. Um, I am going to put a pound on. Uh, I, don't, I don't. On the table. The table. <laughs> now, now, I'll put that pound down again. And it is a real pound. I'm going to put a pound on Toby and Pip getting together again. Yeah, but when though? It could be in like 15 years' time. That pound's worth fuck all. By which time a pound <laughs> will be a euro. And worth, worth I 17 did like, pence. I did like the idea of Tumble Tussock being the Bitcoin of Ambridge. And uh, now, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to mention <laughs> Sunday's episode, but I, th- I think that, that some, something, in the, something in the river might be something to do with Tumble Tussock. <laughs> no, really? Uh, no, it's, that's going to be something oh. to do with something else. But, um, yeah... Ooh, sorry, I'm scratching me. <laughs> I'm having a good old scratch. I'm forgetting I'm on the radio here. Shall we? <laughs> shall we? Before I embarrass myself further, oh, God. which is hardly <laughs> possible, shall we have Tweet of the Week? Sitting there with your, with your smashed up pubis scratching yourself. You're a joy, Robert. I'll tweet a, a photo joy. later. Yes, we'll do Tweets of the Week. Oh, oh please, God. Um, Uncle Beard said, had Kate saying... I left her some mung beans in the dream catcher I gave her and pranced around the park with scarves in honour of the goddess and got no thanks at all. Yes, it was very much like that. Chris Whimsy Wisdom uh, said, Blimey, it's a bit tough on Toby, David evicting him from the property his aunt's money bought. That's very true. Um, Our own Greavesy, a.k.a. Derek Fletcher, said, on the one hand, Lexi, no! On the other hand, think how much it would piss off Roy. (laughs) I think we're all thinking that. Karen Cunningham said, hoping that the trips to Bulgaria will be both frequent and long. And Tweet of the Week. Short and very sweet, this. Tweet of the Week is from Little Kim, who said, can we keep the baby and abort Pip? (laughs) I mean, I've been... I've been... I've vacillated with Pip in that, um, <clears throat> well, yes. Um, That's how you ended up with the bruised pubis, no doubt. It's a gift, your bruised pubis. I do hope it carries on. I think I might, change, I might start a, a, a Twitter feed at bruised pubis. Oh, hashtag bruised pubis. <laughs> My bruised pubis. <laughs> but, yeah, I've just. 
She's just started <laughs> to piss me off again. I, I, I think I go, I go like that with lots of people, but yeah, it's just, oh, God, no. Stop it. Anyway. Yeah. Pip's pick it, pissing I you off know. again. Mm, I don't know. Why? Just... It's because she's having a baby. No, oh, you don't no, like babies, I've do sort you? sort of changed my mind a little bit about that personally, um, but um, other people's babies on soap operas, annoying. But actually, you have to admit... <laughs> that they've got to keep populating the arches. Otherwise, it'll just end up with everyone being 106. Yeah. And, and us saying, Why, when are they going to fucking die? The, it will be called the Laurels. <laughs> we'll have the Laurels omnibus. And, and now over to the Laurels, and it will just be all of them sitting in bath chairs going, have we had, have we had lunch? Put your cardigan on. Pardon? Yes. Oh, dear. Is that that's more or less the end of the show now, isn't it? It is Lucy, more or less the end of the show. How can people help us out? Yes. Well, they can. Why is the little red light flashing? Yes. Oh, that means it is recording. Jesus. <laughs> um, if you would like to help keep our little show, <laughs> heart attack and a bruised pubis. And relax. If you. <laughs> If you would like to help keep our little show on the road, there are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button on the site or you can sponsor us via patreon.com. And remember, to get in contact, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call 0203-031-3105. That's 0203-031-3105 to leave a message. You can find Royfield and Lucy at Dumpty Dum on Twitter. That's at Dumpty Dum, all one word. Lucy is at Lucy V. Freeman, and I can be found at Naked Fingers. And my voice is about to go. <clears throat> and on that, dear listener, we bid you farewell. Adieu. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.